Hello, Susie O'Neill here. And just before we start this edition of Insight Story, I wanted to tell you about two other great series from Kaspersky that you might like. Fast Forward by Tomorrow Unlocked explores the past, present and future of the technologies around us. Season one is out now with episodes about our robot colleagues, supermarkets of the future and more. And season two drops in May with six fresh new episodes, including more about the metaverse, how tech is changing family life, augmented humans and women in gaming. Plus, if you want to hear about the latest news and views from the world of cybersecurity, join Jeff Esposito in the US and David Buxton in the UK for Kaspersky Transatlantic. They chat about security issues relating to tech news like ChatGBT and a fish that plays Pokemon. You'll find links to both these series in our show notes, but you'll also find them wherever you get your podcasts. So track them down and click follow so you don't miss an episode. Okay, let's get on with this edition of Insight Story. Blockchain is for everybody. You don't have to be a technical expert to understand and get involved in blockchain. But what blockchain does is it basically collapses the whole value chain into one single point. Hello and welcome to Insight Story, brought to you by Kaspersky, the global cybersecurity experts. I'm Susie O'Neill, editor of Secure Futures. It's Kaspersky's magazine for business leaders. And our aim with this podcast is to give you real insights into the tech that affects your business. In each episode, we unpack a hot tech trend. We talk to specialists to help us understand what the trend is all about and to make the information as relevant and as useful as possible. We also hear from people like you who are in business and are using the technology. We bring you the benefits of their insight so that wherever you are in the world and whatever it is you're doing, you'll have better insight into your next tech move. This time we're asking, what can blockchain do for your business? The chances are you're aware of blockchain technology. Most of us will have heard about it in connection with cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum. But if somebody asked you to explain exactly what it is and how it works, could you? Plus today, it's no longer just about cryptos. But what exactly is it being used for? Does your business need to get to grips with it or risk being left behind? And is it even safe? In a minute, I'll be finding out answers to all those questions from our guest experts. But first, it might be useful to make sure we're all starting from the same point. And I know someone who can help us. Hello, Susie. Hello, Dolly. I am Dolly, your Insight Assistant. How can I help? Well, this time we're talking about blockchain technology. Can you tell us what it is? First, let me tell you what it isn't. Oh, okay. Blockchain is not a cryptocurrency or a programming language. It is not an artificial intelligence or machine learning technology or any kind of cryptography. By that I mean using codes to secure information. Okay, good to know. So what is it? Blockchain is a distributed data ledger. It's a network of computers making person-to-person transactions. All the computers keep a copy of the ledger, verified by all users on the blockchain or their machines, like me. So can anyone change the data? Information can be added to the blockchain, but not removed. It is thought to be more secure than other databases. You can verify all kinds of data. For instance, the safety of parts in a vehicle supply chain, the documents you need to buy property, the origins of an original artwork, or even an expensive bottle of wine. Oh, really interesting. Are you much of a drinker, Dolly? Obviously not. Is there anything else you require? 
Um, no, I don't think so. Oh, Dolly is gone. So time to talk to our two blockchain specialists who are here to help us understand how it works and what it's used for. First of all, we're joined by Helen Disney. She's director of the Realisation Group. It's a PR marketing agency working at the intersection of traditional and decentralised finance. But she's also, and this is important for us, founder of Unblocked. It's a hub for blockchain events and education created specifically to help people in business understand blockchain. Helen, you've heard our call. Thank you for joining us. Thanks very much for having me on the show. Looking forward to it. And to give us a real concrete example of the practical use of blockchain in a business, and one that has nothing to do with cryptocurrencies, we're also joined by Abby Sharma, who is Global Lead Mobility Platform Blockchain and Partner Universe for chemical company BASF. Abby, welcome to Insight Story. Thank you so much, Susie, for inviting me here. So, Helen, let me start with you. Uh, we heard a basic definition from Dolly, who said that blockchain was a ledger, and this um, sort of explanation gets repeated a lot. But can you unpack that a bit more for us? Obviously, a ledger is something we've had for a long time in accounting. And someone sends you an invoice and you would write down when someone had paid and you would match those two things off against each other. The difference about blockchain is it's a digital and distributed ledger. So the innovation that came about really as the result of the creation of Bitcoin was how could we solve the problem of double spending when we're all transacting online and we don't know the other person at the other end of the transaction because we, we're not sure who they are when we haven't ever met them in person. So what blockchain does is it really provides a kind of audit trail of all of the transactions, all of the activities that have happened on a shared network. So when we say distributed, what it means is every person in that network has a copy and has a sort of a version of the truth all at the same time. So you can't go back in time and then change what's happened. And that means everybody knows what's happened and it's confirmed before you move on to the next activity. So Mabi, you look after a number of different blockchain projects at BASF, but the one we're going to talk about today is called Seed to Sew, which tracks cotton from the moment the seed goes into the ground to the point that the garment is bought by someone like me in a store. Uh, We'll talk later about exactly how that works, but why is something like this needed? Exactly. Through this project, you know, we are giving consumers the power and the visibility into where their spend is actually going. The challenge is just that we as consumers, we make everyday decisions of making a choice in the morning or buying a sustainable coffee or buying a regular coffee. But what we don't know right now is where that money is going. And on the other side, we expect farmers to take those sustainable measures. And each sustainable measure that farmer takes, there is a lack of value or lack of connect over there. So what benefit would I get if I'm a farmer to use better sowing practices on the field, which is really protecting the environment? I have no incentive right now because that information doesn't flow to the consumer. But what blockchain does is it basically collapses the whole value chain into one single point where, you know, everybody has a good visibility to influence the value chain. And also not only the farmers, but the other players who are part of that value chain to move forward and be more motivated to install solar panels, choose electricity, which is more sustainable, etc. There's just a range of things that you can do. So, Helen, we heard a, an interesting example there from Abby, and you wouldn't usually expect to hear this about blockchain with sustainability. We tend to hear it about cryptos. What are the other use cases that you've explored? So there are very many different examples of where blockchain is being used in enterprise and for different applications for social impact. So we see applications in healthcare, we see applications in supply chain, we see applications in the creative industries. 
We see all kinds of activity going on in the energy sector and environmental initiatives in financial services. So we're starting to see blockchain being used to make a lot of the underlying infrastructure of financial services more efficient, speed up settlement times, be able to transact with assets that are not currently tradable. So tokenizing real world assets like property, a vintage wine or you know an expensive handbag that could potentially be an asset that could be traded or invested in. It really is about finding areas where you've got multiple stakeholders. The blockchain is really a way of bringing a community of people together, whether it's for business or for social goals. And you can incentivize those people in a different way and you can allow people to collaborate. So multiple different organizations can join a network without having to do a sort of top-down change of their IT system in a centralized way because it's decentralized. So, Abby, tell us a bit more about the Seed to Sow project. And I'd like to know about the farmers involved. What what are they getting out of taking part? And what what do you expect them to contribute to the project? So, Seed to Sow project is basically, in the front end, it's like a mobile application, which is in the hand of the farmers. And farmers use this mobile application to input information at every stage of their season and the harvest and the delivery of the goods to the ginners. We are introducing modules in that mobile application for farmers to input the data at the right time, at the right moment, along with the geolocation and other minute details that are required for ensuring that, you know, the data is trustworthy. So when farmers are taking any action, say if they are using certain irrigation practices, then they can introduce those irrigation practices in the mobile application to show it's naturally irrigated and that creates additional value. So they would take a photo at that point when they're in the field to prove that they they followed that practice? Yes, they will take photo. We have farmer passports and over a period of time through multiple seasons, farmers are also able to generate a kind of a history about themselves. And that is basically then linking them to larger organizations like, you know, the World Bank or European Commission. And, you know, this could also help for them in future to gain additional advantage in terms of subsidies, in terms of discounts from machine manufacturers and a whole lot of things when the data is out and open, you know. But it's happening in a way that's easy for them because they're not sitting in front of a computer filling in spreadsheets. They're just taking photos in the field and, and feeding that data into the blockchain. Yes, and the motivation is quite high, in fact, because we expected a demand from the retail side. Let's say it was X, but that demand is way higher. So, Helen, we see that Abby is doing a dedicated role in blockchain, a large organization. Do you think we're going to see the creation of more of these roles, for example, even at a board level of a chief blockchain officer in the future? Certainly, yes. I mean, what you're seeing in the trend in recruitment is very much that mainstream companies, if you like, are looking to bring in experience of people who understand the technology. There are so many different applications that can be looked at. I mean, there's a very simple taking cryptocurrency payments for your business or paying your staff. And if you think back to, you know, the origins of the internet, we had very simple web pages that were static. Then you moved on to web two, which is where we started to bring in e-commerce. But what we're seeing with web three is that we're really creating a new kind of substrate for the internet. So both finance will be embedded into what you're doing directly. So you won't need to go through a third party. You'll be able to transact directly in whatever application or business that you're dealing with. Um, But also that, you know, all kinds of different services can be provided in that way and you can trust the person at the other end of the transaction and that's really the, the big transition that blockchain is bringing about. 
So, Avi, this issue of trust is obviously really, really vital to the Seed to Sow project. Um, we were talking about helping farmers provide trustworthy information about their sustainable farming methods. But you're also providing consumers with that trustworthy information about what they're buying. You think that's something that's becoming more and more important in consumers' minds now? We are looking at the current generational trends and changes. And we are feeling that consumers of today and tomorrow are becoming more conscious to buy less but buy more meaningful more story-driven stuff. So we are creating that chain and, and traceability out there to ensure that consumers are not greenwashed and they are rather getting the complete transparency into the system and they can also influence a lot of greater things, not only around sustainability, but it can also address economic development of the farmers and a lot of other challenges on the planet. I consider Cotton Project is one of the most complex value chains and, and our idea has been if we have a solution here, then we can expand it to other crops and other regions. Sure. And coming, coming back to our slightly confused CEO, who's hopefully a bit better clued up after this discussion, where can they start, Helen, in finding out how to make the most out of blockchain? Well, there are a huge number of resources now online, which there weren't. When I first started talking about this eight years ago, people really didn't understand even what Bitcoin was or what blockchain meant or how the two were different from one another. I think now, you know, there are a huge amount of resources online. But think about, all right, well, in my business, is there an area where this could be beneficial? You know, am I wanting to offer some kind of reward points or incentives to my customers? Am I wanting to change the way I I run the financial infrastructure of my business? You know, am I wanting to, to do something in my supply chain? If those, those things are important to you, then probably that's a good place to start to try and dive into understanding. And I think real world examples are the best because then you can really see what's actually been done. Do you think businesses are going to have a competitive advantage if they can get ahead of this curve? I do. I think there are some early adopters who've gone out there and done this. Some of those projects have fallen over for various reasons because it's not always easy to make the change culturally and because it's quite expensive but those that have really kind of started diving into this I think it shifts the mindset so someone actually said to me once you know in the end we decided not to use blockchain but by thinking about the possibilities of blockchain it gave us a completely different idea about the way we wanted to run a project because once you start to realize you can do something in a decentralized or distributed way it very much changes the way you think about how you're going to implement it the question at the CEO's side is this, that which business model to follow? One of the best experiences that I've had is that it again boils down to the startup culture within your organization. And it really needs to have that startup mindset. It's more about the people than about the investment, whether they can drive a project, whether they can scale it. And it also goes down to those fundamentals of growth hacking and stuff like that. You know, Again, blockchain is an entity you, know, you cannot never see or feel, but you can talk to it through distributed applications which are like regular day applications and these are the ones which are driving your idea into the marketplace that's where i see you know a lot of whole lot of benefit so having that fast moving innovation culture in your business is also where you need to be to benefit from this technology growth yes and you need to develop models to fail fast and learn fast yeah absolutely move fast but don't break things yes <laughs> and final question to you both what what do you think the future of blockchain holds helen well, I mean, if you look at how the global blockchain technology market was valued last year, it was valued around $6 billion. And the prediction is it will grow at something like around 85% over the next decade. So that's an enormous opportunity in terms of global growth and growth of businesses. And I think what you'll see is in the same way that now it's completely normal for us all to have a smartphone, 
in the future, we'll all have a web wallet and we'll all own a number of different types of assets and tokens that are sitting on blockchains. We may not necessarily understand that that's what it is, but that's what we'll actually have in our hands. And that will just become as normal as it is today to have a voucher from a company or a reward point for flying on an airline. Those kinds of things will become decentralized commerce rather than e-commerce. And we'll have all kinds of different job opportunities and opportunities to add value through what we do. I mean, some good examples are already happening now are things like play to earn. So you can earn cryptocurrency from playing computer games and you'll eventually be able to trade that for other things that you might want to buy. You know, you can earn money for walking, you know, you can do something called Sweatcoin or, or Stepin, different applications that are just apps that you download on your mobile phone where you can be rewarded for taking exercise. And it's the data associated with that that's really interesting. So you can create data marketplaces where either businesses or maybe research organisations want access to your health data and they want to understand more about how you live. So this is just a huge shift in the way that we're living and working and investing today. And I think it's a very exciting time. It's really just on the cusp and it's not too late for businesses to start to learn about it and think about how they might want to use it in their own day-to-day lives. So Helen thinks the future is decentralised and readier access to data. What about you, Abby? Yeah, I truly think that democratization of data and decentralization are the next need of humanity. And if you really Think about what Helen had earlier also mentioned that, you know, the original intention of Web 2.0 when it was uh, in 1970s by DARPA, it was not really with an intention of creating internet. Internet just happened, you know, over those ideas. And now I think we are at the cusp of making the transition into real internet. And that is Web 3.0 and beyond. That is going to change protocols and systems. And I see that happening as a backdrop in the world of technology. Thank you, Avi and Helen, for helping us unblock blockchain. I feel suitably unblocked. And as this series is called Insight Story, we always ask our guests to leave our sometimes slightly less confused executive audience with a nugget of insight about something they wish they had known when they started out on their technology journey. So starting with you, Abby, what is your insight you'd like to share? My insight is, again, sustained business models around this technology. We need to keep this thought at the back of our mind because I see a whole lot of sustainability-related initiatives happening all across the globe, but they happen and they die immediately and and very less survive. It's very difficult to pinpoint which ones are those which are survived and which have scaled up. And that is one of the most important aspects which I would think that that has been the insight and I try to drive it all throughout my conversations that if business leaders are thinking about getting into this world of blockchain and creating solutions around sustainability, then they should think in this direction more as a sustained business model which drives sustainability or sustained sustainability. Keeping it sustained. And how about you, Helen? What's your insight? I think the the most important thing I've understood about blockchain is that we live in a global economy and our problems are largely too big to solve in a top-down, centralised way. So being able to build these networks of interest, these communities of interest that can tackle a particular problem and use blockchain to incentivize change, for me, is really the way we're going to solve a lot of the the major problems that we have in our social and economic construct that we currently live in. And also that blockchain is for everybody. You don't have to be a technical expert to understand and get involved in blockchain. It's really something that is going to change our world. And so make some time to understand some aspect of it that you think relates to you. And I think you'll find it endlessly fascinating. 
Thank you very much indeed to Helen Disney and Abby Sharma for helping us to unblock blockchain. And if you're enjoying our insights, then don't forget you can read more stories on the topics we cover in Secure Futures. It's Kaspersky's digital magazine about innovative tech for innovative leaders. On the subject of blockchain, we've got primers on blockchain and smart contracts, features about tech firms using blockchain to do things like fight disinformation, authenticate products and prevent corporate greenwashing. You can find the link to Secure Futures in the Insight Story show notes. So one of the most important aspects of blockchain technology is that it's supposed to be very safe, even unhackable. But there has been some recent headlines that have cast doubt on that. So to give us some insight into the cybersecurity side of blockchain, I'm joined by Fabio Asselini. He's head of research in Latin America for Kaspersky's global research and analysis team known as GREAT. They spend all their time uncovering and understanding the cyber threats that face us. So Fabio, there's a lot of talk about whether blockchain is the most secure technology in the world or, you know, whether it might be prone to vulnerabilities. Uh, What has your team's research told us about blockchain? Yeah, blockchain are getting very popular these days as a distributed database platform worldwide. But nowadays I saw entities doing a more like a, a testing mode of the blockchain technology, not using all the resources that are possible on, on the blockchain. But it's important to point that blockchain isn't immutable. It can change. We know about some attacks that are possible on such systems. I was reading another day about the 51% attack, which is very interesting. Sometimes they refer as a majority attack happens when a single person or or a group of people have full control of a blockchain hashing. And they can do it using a lot of ways, but mostly having the mining hash power from a third party. It can be a rented server or even infected servers that fraudster or criminal can control. This is one issue on the blockchain right now. It was related to this attack against Binance in 2022. But there are other problems as well. But for small companies, I think the big problem now related to the blockchain is the double spending issue. Just to clarify, that's when a cryptocurrency is used twice by people modifying blocks in the chain, which can happen under certain circumstances, yeah? Yeah, because small companies, they can control if a transaction or a specific amount was already used by a user. So they can have like a race problem and it's, it's affecting small blockchains with fewer participants. Um, and I understand also that when you're dealing with cryptocurrencies, um, your team have seen some particular risks that users and businesses are facing. Yeah, one of the most popular attacks we are seeing is the crypto jacking. And this is something very interesting. When cyber criminals hijack the power of processing on your servers, when we are talking about a corporate infrastructure or your computer, when we're talking about a personal device, they hijack and program your system to run a mining software. And this mining software installed on millions of servers or computers. They can mine cryptocurrency, especially Bitcoin, that is the most valuable nowadays. They invade a system. This fraudster will 
negotiate this access, selling it to other cyber criminals. And while these negotiations are still ongoing, they install crypto mining software on your system. And this can be a problem on corporate level. And this can be a problem for your personal devices as well. These attacks are very popular nowadays. So what should businesses do to stop being attacked in this way? Crypto mining protection, most of all, is a protection against remote access. Or if your systems are open to the internet, you have better protection. You need firewalls. You need to control all the access to these systems. And you need to log all the activities of all users logging in and logging out. There is not a, only one action you can do to protect the system, but it, it's a set of good practices. All the attacks that install crypto mining software on the systems now, they are detected by a good and tomorrow solution. So basically, you need a good and tomorrow solution to detect the silent installation of this software. So blockchain is hard to hack, but as Fabio says, it's certainly not immutable. If you're creating or using blockchain services, ask about how they are being secured. And do get in touch with Kaspersky, who can keep your enterprise secure with one cybersecurity ecosystem for all your needs. Search Kaspersky Enterprise on your smart speaker or check the show notes. That's it for this edition of Insight Story, Tech Trends Unpacked, brought to you by Kaspersky. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. Just click follow and you'll get every edition in the series, where we have a go at discovering how smart energy tech can save you money. We are understanding artificial intelligence and machine learning, working out what digital trust really means, getting to the bottom of what the metaverse is and why it matters, and exploring the wonderful world of mixed reality. Plus, if you like what you hear, please leave us a rating and give us a review. We would love to know what you think. And it really helps people find us and get the benefits of all this useful insight. If you want to get ahead, you can't afford to miss it. Till next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, post-show drink? No? I thought probably not.